recording, are we? Yeah, yeah, we are. are. <laughs> I don't know these people. I haven't used any names for yeah, anyone yeah, on me purpose. Neither. Yeah, people I know. You maybe. know this guy. His name was Pablo. Yeah, real Pablo. chill guy. Ed. All right. Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome to the Actual Garbage Podcast. Consumption log. Beep boop. Beep boop bop. Edit here. For my name is David Paddock. To my left, we have Joey Watts. Greetings. Nicole Paddock. I'm here. Ryan Riley. Yes, sir. And Ben Watts. Hello. We are here to discuss the one, the many, The Incredibles. Uh, This movie came out in 2004, and it's an interesting artifact because in addition to being a Pixar movie satirizing a genre, which is not something they normally do, and Brad Bird, I think the consensus around the table is, did a very, very nice job doing so. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. But times have changed. I'll see that point. We have been... Uh, inundated, I guess would be the word, with superhero movies since this one came out. I counted, a, a, give or take, about 70 superhero movies have come out since like nine, 2004 forward. And they're yeah. all excellent. <laughs> Those movies, for example, include Hellboy, The Punisher, Spider-Man 2, Catwoman, Blade Trinity, Elektra, Constantine, Son of the Mask, Man-Thing, The Crow, Wicked Prayer, The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl in 3D. Batman Begins, Fantastic Four, Sky High, The Legend of Zorro, V Vendetta, X-Men The Last Stand, Superman Returns, Lightspeed, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, Special, and Zoom. Um, And then a bunch of movies came out in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, and so on and so forth. And because the three people who are normally in this room want nothing to do with this, (laughs) we have brought on two people who, whether experts or not, have at least maybe seen a handful of these movies? Okay, so I went through the full list of 70 movies that have come out since The Incredibles. Here we go. Out of 70, I've seen 10. One, I walked out of the theater of. (laughs) Two, I should have walked out of the theater of. The Christopher Nolan Batmans, those two, I don't fucking know what was going on there. Three. And the five other movies on the list that I had seen were not good enough to revisit. Ryan? Yeah, I've probably seen about a, a handful or so. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a, some a soft a soft spot for some of the movies that have come after this, and we'll t- I think we'll talk about that a little bit more as we yeah. talk about how they've evolved or so. But I do have a kind of I, I do have some periods. I mean, I, it, generally they're shit, but I, there are some <laughs> real diamonds in that poo if you dig around for them enough. And uh, I do want to say that that I do I do or, and have enjoyed superhero movies in the past, but I have a very as you can probably imagine, a very particular reason why I enjoy the ones I enjoy and the why I dislike the ones I dislike very vehemently so. Joey? Yeah, I've seen them. Uh, <laughs> I'm not what you'd call a movie critic. I mostly just go, and if I liked just it, criticizes one movies. star, which is my two-star rating system. Yes. Zero or one would watch again. Um, but of the ones I've seen, I've enjoyed all of them, which is a good indication of I don't care about how many quality? times do you go to the theater during a typical year? I don't know. A lot-ish. Okay. Do you think you've seen more than half of the superhero <laughs> movies that have come out? I've seen everything that has a budget of, like, over a lot of money. Okay. Excellent. Not a number, but <laughs> we're talking, like, Incredibles-level animation and then maybe, like, you know, Captain America, all of the Avengers and Batman movies and superhero movies, Superman movies, which I didn't like any of those, but I, did, I would watch them again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Joey just needs things to watch. Ben, I've seen uh, most of the Marvel movies, like the the Thors, the Captain Americas. The I haven't seen the new Avengers. I've seen all the Batman. movies. It's fantastic. You should there's see a, it. there's One a, star. A smattering <laughs> of like 
the older ones, like the Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Um, I don't like Which was like kind of the first generation of the resurgence yeah. of Finger guns! First, the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire came out before The Incredibles, but yeah. the second and third came out afterwards. Yeah. Um, the Hellboy movies, I think, actually are standouts. I'd like to talk about mm-hmm. those a little Judge bit. Judge Dredd. Um, I like that one sure. a lot. Daredevil, which was a piece of garbage. The first Daredevil. Not that one. There was a lot of really bad ones in that first the Dr. McCoy one. With Spider-Man. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I've... I have been entertained by most of them. Uh, most of them I wouldn't go see again, though. Uh, Not in theaters, Most of the Marvel movies I wouldn't see again. Uh, with the exception of Guardians, which I think is a little different. But, okay. Um, so my, my experience is actually relatively close to yours, but just with more holes in it. Essentially, I watched the first Iron Man movie because it was... This, I, oh, yeah. I personally abhor superhero movies because I don't like stories about people who are already inherently powerful. Like, I just... As, as a story element, I find that totally uninteresting. Sure. So Iron Man was as close, and a couple of the Batman movies were as close as I could get to this genre. And when people started saying that Iron Man was the best superhero movie they'd ever seen and that most of the rest of them were good but not as good, that was my sign to jump out of that ship. Mm-hmm. And so the last superhero movie I watched, which we came to a consensus is not really even a superhero movie so much as it is just a super villain filled sci-fi thriller is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and it does take place in the same universe as all the other ones, all the just other ones. in space. Um, yeah, but the only superpowers they have are technology, practically. Right. Everywhere but Earth. Yeah. yeah. And you could even, like, I know I tried to make this argument with David a little bit the <laughs> other day, and I did go back and watch the first Iron Man because people speak highly of it. I think that would that one even steers clear a little bit. I... If you look at the first one in a vacuum, it even steers clear a little bit of the superhero thing because it's almost more sci-fi in that he just has an advanced technology, yeah. but he is still just a normal person. Right, yeah. yeah. He's not but, a superhero. But that only works in a He's vacuum still... if you look at the first Iron Man. It doesn't right. work as it extends out into the Iron Marvel universe. Not just I created demons! Well, and, and moreover, I mean, even in Iron Man, the part of Iron Man that I don't like is that he has the superheroic capacity to invent whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, man. And I actually, my my dream version of Iron Man is the one where in a daze he miraculously invents a tiny arc reactor yeah, in yeah, that yeah. suit and then forgets how to do it and can never do it again. That's the version <laughs> of Iron Man I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did it, but I forgot how. But you have no... Shit. But yeah, so there's one. So what do you do with it? I think that would be a great dilemma, but I don't want to get into that. That's its own podcast. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, if we're going to... I don't want to include this, but I will like to include... Batman and Iron Man into the superhero genre. Oh, we are. Oh, yeah, we are. Batman absolutely has superpowers. No one can get punched that many times in the head. (laughs) Yeah, no, but for me, the thing is is that there's there's key things to superhero movies. You need some sort of power uh, that that the superperson or the superhero has. They always deal with the question of motivation. And then the the thing that all superhero movies have is, of course, a supervillain. And those three things, I think, is really what rounds out the overall idea of a superhero movie. And for me, you know, when I'm looking at those kinds of ideas or when I want to qualify them, you know, uh, Batman and Iron Man, and I'll go ahead and spoil the broth right now, those are my favorite superhero movies, and those are my favorite superheroes, are Iron Man and Batman. Which Batman movies are you referring to specifically? Okay, so I like, um, (laughs) to be honest, I like them all, like, uh, to their own degree. I like the Tim Burton Batmans. I like the uh, Batman the Animated Series as a a young adult series. Excellent. We should come back to this, but 
the animated aspect and that show particularly, I think we need to come back and touch base on. Yes, yeah. we so will. Batman the Animated Series is probably one of my favorite cartoons, if not young adult series of all time. Uh, I've re- I watched it recently uh, in the last this last year, and it held up after having not seen it for 20 years. It was still very, very well done. Uh, I don't like the Schumacher Batmans, but I do... And I, and I particularly want to defend the first three quarters of uh, The Dark Knight, which I think has some elements of why Batman is the best superhero story and why, of course, Batman is part of the best superhero stories, that Batman has the best villains, bar none. Yeah. And I think that that's clearly the case as well. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and as, in terms of movie quality, which if we're going to abstract su- uh, the superhero element and talk about the movie element, I think the th- first three quarters of Dark Knight... It's probably some of the peak superhero genre that we have out there. I, I don't think anybody's going to argue with you on that. Good. No. Well, I'd just like to flesh that out, why that is the case. So if we can establish what we, why we like superhero movies, I think that'll make it a little bit easier to say, well, why didn't you like Spider-Man, or why didn't you like a certain kind of movie as well, or why Iron Man 3 is a shit movie compared to the first Iron Man. So let's bring this into the movie in question to see if it can actually answer any of those questions. Excellent. The Incredibles yes. has... A billion superheroes in it, almost as many as the new Avengers movie. Um, most of them are dead by the time yeah, they matter. But they don't try to focus on every single one of them, like the Avengers. Yeah, nobody. No. It's yeah. not like everyone gets their moment. No, um, not. All right, this guy's got his fifteen minutes. Let's roll on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, no. the The movie, the movie is technically, to the extent it can be, about family cohesion. Yeah. Okay. So I read a really good review of The Incredibles, and it was written last year from Hollywood.com, and Delayed. it noted that these are the reasons why The Incredibles is the best superhero film, and it's because it has all the elements of a good film, which includes, it embraces and skewers. superhero stereotypes Mm -hmm. which makes it fun it deals with real world ramifications Mm -hmm. you know like they actually get sued the setup of the movie the initial gag which by the way the initial gag in that movie is a joke about suicide which I thought was (laughs) a little bold for a Pixar film well, I mean, if anything, Wally tells us they're not afraid to go dark to a certain That's extent. True. That was I mean, later, though. Well, yeah, yeah, but still, I think, you know, there's some tones in it as well that they, are, you know... They became that bold. Yeah. They okay. didn't start that way. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the Incredibles includes characters that are layered and engaging, yeah. which <gasps> is very hard for a superhero film. <laughs> and the villain is both sympathetic and engaging, and there's a good supporting cast. So it has everything you need to be a good superhero. Oh, we got film. two villains. Don't forget Mole Man at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's just icing on the cake not as far as, as I'm concerned. Not sympathetic and engaging. <laughs> or on not peace quite. and happiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another joke. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, everybody here, joke. and I assume anyone listening to this has probably watched The Incredibles. It's one of the most, b- before Marvel took over this spot, it was one of the most successful animated films of all time. Yeah. Best superhero, or best grossing superhero films of all time. But the way that it portrays superheroes is a golden era. It's comic book in a way that Marvel tried to almost push itself away from. It's almost like, okay, so we'll leave we'll leave the, the film genre for a second, but The Watchmen, if you read it, yeah, has a lot in common with The Incredibles mm-hmm. in that regard. Like now, the whole superheroes The are Watchmen is way longer. darker and way less... Uh, it's just different grim um (laughs) in a way that the incredibles is not but uh, and i guess we could talk about there was a watchman movie but they talk about it a lot more in the graphic novel yeah no Um, i'd like to bring up that a little bit later after we get because i i want to bring come back to that as well okay yeah but 
that that idea yeah, of no, 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 back no. To. We're, we have we have too many things to get back to. Yeah, Let's yeah. just follow yeah, the. We'll get back to it in right another podcast. The, no. the thing that it, it has is the golden era. Like like all the superheroes in the Watchmen are like shadows of previous era superheroes, or retired, or um, you know down on their luck. Uh, and it's not the same like you know government mandated going into hiding kind of thing, but it's the similar like lack of. Uh, disillusionment of the pu- from of the public yeah. about superheroes. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything, Joey, I think that if you if you were to introduce a third, if you needed a half star rating, I think Watchmen <laughs> would fill the half star rating for you because it is <laughs> to me. And I, I agree with Nicole here, who is scoffing to my left when we bring up Watchmen. I don't I don't like that movie. Not no, I don't either. But the Watchmen as a con- as a concept is probably one of the best superhero concepts that I've ever dealt with. And well, it was just unfortunate that the movie, the movie was done poorly. Yeah. yeah. It was a graphic novel. It's they were of, not prepared. Yeah, well, it's, for me, it's the graphic The graphic novel's one of the, the best graphic novel yeah. I've ever read. I, yeah. mean, bar, no, I, don't, read, I don't read many graphic novels, so it's a really easy title for me to get. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> best graphic novel I've ever read. But one, one star. Yeah, but one of the things... Would that, read again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've read it twice. So it's not even a lie. But... <laughs> But one of the th- reasons I love Watchmen, and I think that why I can, why I like this, why I like The Incredibles, is for the same way that the issue of their power and responsibility has an impact on the world in which they engage with, and that's mm-hmm. one of the best things that I like about Watchmen, and that I like about The Incredibles, and that I like about Batman, but that I really despise about other superhero movies, which is that we talk about power and motivation. There's no way to leave that clean. We it's. There's so little of the of the rest of the world that gets brought into what it would mean if you had the ability to actually do what superheroes are capable of doing, doing to actually impact and make the world a better place as far as individual action goes. I mean, I think that's why superhero movies are initially appealing to people is because they have the capacity that we as normal humans lack. I think we... We lack or lack confidence in our ability to actually make change as an individual, and superheroes are appealing because they don't have that kind of hindrance. They can do that. They literally can do things in a, in a scale that we cannot. And I think that's why it's it's interesting to me, at least, to see why people like engaging with that because they are able to realize that world that in a way that we are not able to do so. They're super. Yeah, they're super. <laughs> but the but the thing is, is that when when and the way that they engage with the world and the and the ramifications that they have, you always get this sense. Because let's be let's be frank here, all superheroes are to uh, most superhero movies, they're lawbreakers. I mean, they're vigilantes. I sure. Mean, what does yeah. it mean to be a vigilante? I mean, can we talk about this for a second as we kind of move into how The Incredibles then deals with this concept of the vigilante? Well, yeah, you have to. In order to be a vigilante, you got to keep doing things people like, and the minute you stop doing things people like, they start saying, "Hey, you're a vigilante. Let's fucking get this guy in jail." Because you're here. breaking the law. Yeah. Well, and The Incredibles. It's convenient when they like it. It's not when they. Don't. The Incredibles incorporates this in a weird way. Like it's. It, you would assume the first super. Superheroes did not go to the government to go. Hey, we got a thing going on. Let's yeah. bureaucratize this. <laughs> yeah, right. no. the Incredibles takes place in a universe that was jaded from the start, yes. where the government already has to step in. I mean, the lawsuits are being lodged against the government that rules Municipurg. Yeah, um, yeah, like that, they are the people who are bearing the brunt of this. The superheroes themselves are not. Their ident- their identities, which are presumably all known by the government, like this is all part of this grand conspiracy. And it's funny because I assume Ryan, the point you're you're meandering towards is Thank that you. is that is that <laughs> I was waiting for you to break it because you keep saying you keep saying that this is the way that superhero movies are appealing, but I haven't heard a counterexample. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you mean in the w- w- a way that superhero movies aren't okay. are not are not now doing that? I mean, why are superhero movies no longer present in that way? Because I mean, 
the government part is absolutely still part of it. I, the parallel I was going to draw here was that in the Marvel Universe, S.H.I.E.L.D. brings the government into the affairs of superheroes lock and key. Right. Yeah. So that element is there. They are tied to the real world. I mean, there's something to... So we talk about tying it in with the real world. There's something to the types of problems that are being presented in some... Like in the Avengers, the problem is supernatural. Like, it's something that only superheroes... Aliens! ...could solve. Like, you think back to, like... Well, I remembered just now that I'd seen several times the original Superman with, um... Christopher Reeves. Clark Kent. Yeah, with Clark... Yes, with the original <laughs> Superman with Clark Kent. Um, and Only weakness. All, all the problems he's solving in that movie are problems we already have. Yes. Like, they're problems that exist in our world. Where's whereas our Superman? a lot of the newer movies, the, they've branched out into having to create problems for those yeah, it's, heroes it's to It's the solve. conflict of scale. The more you and do, so the higher all, you have like, to go every it's time. It's contrived from the very beginning. Um, so we already saved the and world. And then all they have to now. go on at that point is, is execution. Yeah. Uh, which, if they fail at that, it's, you know... Which, from a purely objective standpoint, they often do. And, I mean, we may be... We may be there's probably people who would argue that they're not... Super, they're comic book movies first and superhero movies second. And I don't know if you any any... I have not been... I was never a Marvel comic book fan. I always kind of considered it and the same that thing. We may be lacking in this in this as far as people who were strict adherents to reading all those comic books and the yeah. universe there. Um, well, that's that's an element I think we've kind of like left at the door, so to speak. When yeah, we, yeah. We came know, to talk about you're them. right. Yeah, because yeah. it's because it is. Well, that, I, I want to talk about own. movies though. That's yeah. that's yeah. the thing. I want I want this to specifically adhere to yeah, movies. Yeah, because comic books are stupid. <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> I mean, Nicole, weighing in here. I mean, I don't <laughs> entirely disagree. But but, but the, exactly that's why none of us here have read any. But I think that the you know why. Once again, getting back to why they're appealing and uh, is that they they can ask and deal with issues that we have to kind of address, like I said, in our own life. Right? Do can we do good as individuals? What is the nature of that good? But in the end, there is I they I think for most part, when I see like sh the, the the Avengers movie, for me is when I stopped seeing superhero movies in the theater. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm not I'm not seeing anymore in the theater because it's it is. I was always wondering why they don't deal with the larger issues because in the end, Avengers for me was just dealing completely with the motivational side. These guys, these people had the powers to prevent what was happening, but it was all an ego play about how they had to fucking put all of this stuff aside to save the world that they know that they won't be able to live in if this thing actually comes out and this massive evil comes about. Like, what more motivation do you need than the end of your known world? And they're like, no, you know, I've got issues and I'm angry. Well, Thor's not too worried about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, go home. Well, yeah, he can go home, but he feels this commitment to this as well. But like, the thing then t becomes for me, the second part, which is that the climax of the Avengers is this city-shattering climax. I mean, mm. this, this city is destroyed, and there must have been thousands, if not tens of thousands of dead people right. as they just destroyed the city to save it. And I get that. I get that's cool, okay? But they... It, there is no happiness that comes out, that no joy that comes out of this. And there is just this lack of real-worldness that I think is just, we can see as a departure from people who have the quote-unquote superpowers and people who do, you know, uh, extraordinary things, right? Because, let's be frank here, I mean, if this happened in the real world, there is a day before Superman and there is a day after Superman. Yep. And the, yeah. there, is, there is a clear demarcation in the kind of emotional resonance that, that would have on everyone's life. Okay. And I don't think that those... I don't think that superhero movies have really reconciled it. It's it's there, but 
fucking, that's the most interesting part of superhero movies to me. And for me, it's like 10 minutes of the movie, and then they just, you know, yeah. dispense with it to shoot lasers well, out of the their eyes. The more super you are, the less regular people matter. To I mean, that, that, that's they just problem. become fodder. That's part of the reason The Incredibles is, yes, is, yeah. is good. Well, yeah, is I actually have roles. It all takes place after that's happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that moment is gone. It's long gone. And this is the world now. Um, like, like even, even I'm thinking about Superman with Chris, the Christopher Reeve one, and it's, 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 it's like a. I mean, he's he literally flies around the world backwards and reverses time, totally in possible. that movie. Yes, which doesn't make sense. But if it actually were to happen, if time only existed around Earth, <laughs> right? Would it would be. Well, we are we are all. But that the impact yeah. of that event <laughs> would be incredible. But somehow he just goes back. Like everybody's like, oh yeah, we're gonna write a story on this today. Right. So Spider Man's the same way. Time travel. Yeah. You know? It's real. No. Yeah, Superman is here. It's not. It's just like, oh yeah, they're superheroes. That's a thing. Yeah, but they're what? But they're the cry for social justice is is not. I hate. I want to bring that loaded term into it. But the cry for justice, <laughs> social justice. The, <laughs> but the idea that you have some kind of responsibility to this, because if we bring it back to the Incredibles, the father in that, right? He, they, he has a desire to do good, mm-hmm. and yet my favorite scene is this big hulking strong man in his cubicle with this tiny <laughs> desk with this tiny woman who has a problem, and what does he do? I mean, he risks. He risks his livelihood, in a sense, to help her manage the bu- the bureaucratic world. He's like, yeah. I can't tell you to do this, but you definitely can't. He's do this. the real superhero. Exactly, but that's the point, right? There is that. Why is there not this emphasis on what would motivate, or why someone would choose to do this, to do this for you know, to be this way? And that's what is so strange about you know the Avengers, which is that they're like, like helping helping the world is just a a byproduct of them figuring out their own fucking egos. And I'm like, that's not Tony what it's... Stark, like, can't be bothered if the problem's not big enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know... Yeah, you know, call me later. Yeah, Captain America's like, we gotta wait, we gotta do this in the right way. And then, you know, the Bruce Banner, nobody can piss him off. And he's like, so you gotta, like, prickly eggshell around him. It's like, come on, like, do we, we have a problem here. Like, is that is that is the destruction of the world not a big enough focus? But The Incredibles brings this back into the world where how, do you, how would you reconcile your desire to do good in a world that is constraining and bureaucratized, Municip- Munici- yeah. municipal land. What is the name of the M- city? Municipal. Municipal. Yeah. Like <laughs> so how good. do? And this is why Incredibles is so good. Is that how do you break free from this? Right. How can you find excellence and do good things in a world, in a world of bureaucracy? I mean, how do you how do you do good in that kind of a world? Well, and and without seeing that bureaucracy as in some way hateful or evil in and of itself, which that's that's actually a topic that. And I kept mentioning the undertones of The Incredibles that were not apparent when I was a child watching this movie. And that's another reason why it's so brilliant. It's, it works on both a child and adult level. It is weird. and It is almost creepy, in a way, just how frequently this movie sort of feels like Atlas Shrugged to me. Mm-hmm. Because there are, there's a family of four truly, um, basically infallibly exceptional individuals that are being dragged down by the world around them. Um, and that comes up in the the, uh, the primary tagline of the movie, the arch-villain's tagline, when everyone's super, no one is, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and its many variations, is this notion that there are these people with this outsized power-to-responsibility ratio um, when they are put in a normal world. When they're superheroes, it's fine, because we are allowed to task them with whatever they can handle to each each according to his ability, effectively. Mm-hmm. The exact opposite of Randianism, but, you know. the um, it, it, 
in that universe, it's fine. But as soon as you start reconciling with the damage that they are causing, when you don't have the Avengers problem where an ultimate evil from on high is assaulting the world mm -hmm. and all you are doing is stopping robbers and saving cats, mm -hmm. um, when you can't reconcile that and it throws everything out of whack, you, you still have to build a family around the fact that you are amazing. Yeah. And right. I found that a really creepy as a moral to have to resolve. Well, Be because in the movie, in the movie, Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl, at the very least, they have that golden era American can-do attitude where yes. nothing can stop them. Yes. They do every everything they do, they do perfectly. They don't make mistakes. They are they and they it's because they've been doing it for however many years prior to their retirement. I mean, they're 15 years out of practice, but they still got it. They can do whatever that needs to get done. And with that in place, the only fallibility they have is the perfectly mundane social miscommunications yeah. and greed mm -hmm. and all the bullshit that all normal the same, people yeah, deal it's all with. the same problems normal people have. Yes. And they've been brought low to these desires by being part of that world. And, yeah. But once again, like superheroes doesn't solve, like being a superhero doesn't solve the fact that you still have to like feed yourself and your family and like, you know, like get clothes from somewhere. Like that's mm -hmm. like, I mean, these problems don't disappear. And yet it's, I, and I know movies are escapism, don't get me wrong, but at the same time there is, I think one of the reasons why we could kind of like these more is that they could, you know, provide us a sense of what excellence could be. They could be that model of what being excellent and doing justice and being good can be, and yet they kind of fluff off that responsibility and just chalk it up to powers. And like Incredibles deals and has to reconcile in that system where, you know, you have to be and find a way to to be excellent and good in your own way. And I do like it, too, because you talk about the family element. When you look at the two children, right, the two children have two problems, right? The son is just bursting, right? He knows what his special ability is, and he can... He can't and, express it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the daughter has to discover it and find it within herself. She doesn't know where her limits are because she has only wanted to be normal. And I think it's an excellent dichotomy that they both have to that both children have to solve within that. And it's once again the movie's about that. Right? The, that's the good part about it. The movie's about that. Rather than just being like, oh, we'll just figure this shit out in the first 30 minutes, usually by having a, you know, a loved one die, and then we'll just move in and fucking yeah. figure this shit out. I heard you like Batman, so I killed your parents. I love, okay, like I said, I love Batman movies. Like I said, Batman is my favorite, part of my favorite superhero movies, but we'll get to that in just a second. Do any loved ones die in The Incredibles? No, but that's no. once again yeah, why it's a good movie, happens. because they yeah. didn't fucking chalk it up to that, right? Spider-Man, Batman, you know, yeah, like, it's almost, well, I mean, it's, it's like a cop-out. Oh, yeah. trope. Oh, and I, I was going to say Spoiler, I mean, my least favorite part of Guardians of the Galaxy spoilers happens in the first 30 seconds of the movie. Excellent. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, my mom's dead. That's the spoilers. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, she, I haven't seen Damn it, it I haven't so. seen that yeah. one. It, it, it's, it's not much of a spoiler. It, it happens the in first the first minute, minute of the movie. So, I mean, and it was, surprise! And it was <laughs> and we're entirely, entirely ham-fisted and unnecessary. Yeah. It's, it's just... It's it's such a practically ex machina way to motivate the character. Well, and that's I actually I liked that about this because now the the kids a little bit you get to go through that discovering your powers, but we walk into the Incredibles where there are people that are super and there are people who are not. Like we don't have to worry about why they have these powers, how they got them, did the there radioactive is no explanation. Like 
but radioactive walk, spiders. Yeah, radioactive spiders. But we walk in on this world already, so we don't have to go through the droll of I need some excuse for yeah, this. They don't it's develop. Just like, I mean, it's not, an, it's not an origin story. The characters develop. That's what I mean. It's not an origin story, so we don't actually have to worry about that. Like movies. we know Mr. Incredible is big and strong and can do stuff, yeah. and we know Elastigirl is really stretchy and can do. They stuff. They don't waste a lot of time. But when you explain yeah. it, it loses yeah. its yeah. magic. Joey, Joey, you you just said something that. The origin story has been fueling the superhero boom. Yeah, I don't like from Inception. That's incredible. That's the only thing most people care about. Well, That's why you, they have to keep rebooting. When Spider you explain Man. something, it kills the magic. Like medical What the fuck are those? I don't care. Com- <laughs> not in the comic book universe. It does not. Well, That's all it but is. That's why I don't read comics. I mean, fair enough, but that's... I mean, that's why they're that's they're, they're juvenile and not that good, too, because they, <laughs> they rely on the same tropes over and over for the same recycled story. No, they're, they're pulp. Yeah. Well, and there are good comic books, but I mean, they're not the mainstream ones. a lot of superhero ones. movies are. They're like yeah, stories people write because they like art and yeah. can also draw. Well, like but it, once again, I, I, I take it back. It's motivation, powers, supervillain. Like, that's, that is what all and, superhero movies are kind of based around. Yes, and, it's and the powers is part of, comes, comes into that. Yeah, supervillain is, is very important in the... Superhero thing because you cannot have a superhero without a counterbalance in that power. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's talk about the supervillain and incredible. Balance can we? in the force. I want. I want to just huh? put one addendum to the the comic book comparison. One, okay. one of the reasons I don't want to compare this to the comic books is because um, Brad Bird's direction, and it may be a screenwriting thing as well. It may be a screenplay thing as well. Uh, this this movie is deliberately not logistical. This movie yeah. almost goes out of its way not to explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't matter there how are, he did There it. are throwaway lines about how Nomana-san uh, Syndrome's lair was funded. They don't talk about Syndrome's development except for a flashback for maybe 10 seconds, which is mostly stuff we already saw. Yeah. The movie doesn't, you know, as Nicole said, they don't explain where the superpowers came from. Whenever someone needs something, it's literally a button within arm's reach, no matter what they need. Edna Mode apparently lives an hour away from where the Incredibles live, by sheer coincidence. Like, they don't have backstory in that movie at all. Right. And at least not displayed. Apparently there's a bunch of behind-the-scenes nonsense, but they leave it all out of the but movie. But doesn't that free the movie to yeah, actually yeah. be good? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, it, but it's anti-comic book make a because, good movie. because comic books are all about the lore. Yeah, I would love that's, that is where they develop. That's yeah. that's where the frustration with the expanded universe of Star Wars being thrown out comes from, is that that is lore tacked onto a universe that people like. Well, now it's all garbage. Well, and you also have a kind of clear demarcation which says that, you, you know, you are... You are what hap- uh, what happens to you, or you are who you are. And the Incredibles are who they are. Right? Yeah, they are completely. They, they have a kind of genuine understanding that you know, I desire to help people and want to do good in this world. And then, but you know, some people need to you know that something has to happen to them in order for them to want to do that, right? I've ex- you know, Batman is the classic case, right? I experienced this loss in my life, and I will not, or I will fight for people so that they don't have to go through this kind of experience as well. And Batman, you know, has this odd way that he wants to. And he wants to do good in the world. And once again, Batman is is ultimately very interesting because of his specific prohibition against killing people. I mean, Batman has the the moral code that goes along. You know, he is both powerful. Once again, what's, what's Batman's power? You know, money. 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 Yeah, but he also has a kind of resistance to trauma. Yeah, yes. well, that, that, <laughs> that comes well. with money. A great metachlorine. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it, don't bring those stuff. in this. Yeah. Oh, sorry, no. But but he also has a clear. 
way that he, and, and a clear moral code. I mean, he is, in a sense, a supplement to the police force, right? I mean, that's what Batman is. He is yeah. like... He's a, a better policeman. Yeah, exactly. But that he has Although also... he does totally kill Policemen, people. Policemen, special Go- forces. Yeah, he's yeah. Gotham Secret Service. Oh, you fell off his building because I kicked you. You'll but, definitely survive this 30-story fall. Yeah, but... but Squish! <laughs> but, but justice is not... His alone to bear, and I think that's kind of an important point Justice too. Is yeah, lie. yeah, exactly. Well, he is an aid of this thing as well, and the same way that it desires yeah, to be blind, he, he is, remains anonymous. He is ultimately subservient to yes. something, to um, something like larger they, than that. They have yes. a signal they can put in the sky, like, "Hey, Batman, come help us!" Like yeah. he's got a system developed well, for like coming to help. He's got people. an infrastructure, yeah. you know, like well, logistics. Good. Batman <laughs> doesn't logistics. go on. Where does he get his battery? You know? Who manufactures? No, he is. Well, no, he he does go on. One and it's funny in the Dark Knight. I the idea did not live up to, or the execution didn't live up to I the agree. idea in my mind. But the scene where Lucius goes, "This isn't right," yes. when he does the phone tap thing mm, yeah. is. I mean, granted, I again, I think it was a little ham-fisted. I think it could have been done a little better. But the message behind that is crystal clear. Yes, which is that Batman is not doing this alone. Yes, I, I he needs he he needs to preserve the world he's protecting. Yes. he can't destroy it for its own sake. Yeah, exactly, Ex- exactly, and that's where something that you just don't. Once again, when they're going around using their powers, they fucking just like it's just yeah. like everything's collateral damage. Yeah, that's it's why it's like so good in the Incredibles. It, it's the idea that you have to save it and simultaneously not bring hurricane level destruction to yeah. the entire yeah, well, city well, in the process well, of saving it. Saves the baby from the the tanker truck full of gas. And, and then flings it over it his shoulder, yeah. and it explodes yeah. in a ball of fire. And, and Syndrome epitomizes that form of yeah. superheroism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, although it's funny because, you know, the, the whole reason I wanted to watch The Incredibles was to see if superhero movies have changed the appeal of this movie. And it turns out they haven't. Everyone has embraced Syndrome's side of the equation. Yeah. Where you're okay with throwing that behind I mean, you for the... is kind of like Iron Man in a lot of ways. <laughs> right. Quite. Yeah. way more angsty. And to some some extent, like Batman, yep. in the in the whole money is equal to superpowers yes. kind of equation. Or technology. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. He's closer Technolo- to Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, technology, yeah technology will make up I mean, for the fact that the, he's not super. Well, yeah. Batman is just physically Ethically, very good at what like he Batman, does, but he's not but super. He just has money to help facilitate his and good connections. punching yeah. skills. He has, a, he has a multi-billion dollar corporation yeah. well, that does... Wayne Corp um, or whatever. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Iron, does every, what, do, what, what doesn't it do? We're in everything. Yeah, Iron Iron Man is absolutely apt. Also, I mean, not that, not that Brad was uh, throwing shade on anybody, but the guy's name is Syndrome. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought that that was an interesting <laughs> that is, choice. That's practically mean spirited. Yeah. But. Well, he, but at the same time, I mean, we we delve into this world where there is this gray line where Syndrome. You know, in Batman's universe, is a Batman or Iron, as he said, Iron Man like superhero, yeah, Man, right? Yeah. Like, but at the same time, there is this question that you know, if he is able to do good, you know, at what point is it not okay to do what he does? At what point? Because these people exist outside the law, right? They, and there's a kind of, you know, an undertone here, which is that if you're special, do the laws actually apply to you? And in America, this is an important question, right? Because resource power. Like, if you can gain favors and do what other people can't do just because you you have the ability (laughs) to do so, I mean, do you have the moral right to do that in this society? And that's something that, you know, are there just different sets of rules for people with different sorts of abilities or resources? I mean... Well, I I always wonder how... I mean, Marvel movies, sure, because they don't deal with this particular quandary all that directly. I can see how they have foreign appeal. But movies like The Incredibles feel completely American. Like, the dilemmas in The the Incredibles don't feel like they would even export. Well, it's like the quintessential American family 
and you gave them all superpowers. Like that's just what. The and then they is. tackle what Ryan was yeah. talking about, like mm-hmm. real. It's just like I. I mean, granted, no one here is from Europe or Asia, but like this feels like the "don't tread on my dreams" quality, <laughs> like dealing with having to be so far above. Being ten thousand feet in the air, mm-hmm. looking down yeah. on those below you, and kind I of think thing. too, what I like a lot about the Incredibles specifically is Syndrome. The way they make him so unlikable to me, at least, is they explain why he is the way he is, which bugs the shit out of me. Because if they just made it like, if you knew Mister Mister Incredible or whatever his name is was uh, Bob had Bob. done something bad to him in the past to turn him on this path. You'd be like, oh, maybe I feel kind of bad for him, but it's just it's a whiny bitch didn't want to hang out. Superhero didn't want to hang out with him, so he's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking kill a bunch of people. Like, yeah, his motivation not relatable. Is, is it's kind of the ultimate, really. It's the only origin story in that movie, on, and it makes someone unlikable, which yeah, I think is a great point. Kind of motivated, like well, he was so upset that he started a multi-billion. I'm assuming a multi-billion-dollar mm. weapons manufacturing corporation. That'll show him. Yeah. To ultimately. Be like, build a I told you so. It's a re- you know a revenge tale with infinite collateral yeah, it is because damage. Because he even says his whole goal is to make the technology, sell it to everyone. Because if everyone is super, no one is super. Yeah, but he's also the only one without any innate superpower. I mean, yeah. that's what once again. I mean, he he has a. I think to me a very real fucking frustration, which is once again, there's a day before superheroes and there's a day after superheroes. And when you're fucking you know walking around your city and there's a big open portal to another part of the galaxy and the superheroes are destroyed. Your fucking city. I mean, you can understand why New York. Yeah, there's like, what the fuck did we just walk into here? And I don't exactly feel, you know, the 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 dilemma that puts to society in general and to normal people especially, which is that, well, fuck it, you know. Like, I mean, I I mean, I do kind of like Syndrome does have this like, you know, Napoleon esque kind of quality to him of this small person who wants to be in the big world. But yet, I mean, that's kind of what we all would like to have as well. Like, we would want to be special in that way. And what do movies about this say about like normal people? You know, people like us. I mean, what do these movies say about us? That we are immoral and egotistical. Yeah, exactly. More or less, people yeah. are saviors. Like, he, he basically well, goes into it saying, you know, I don't care what anything else happens. I want to be super, and I'm going to do anything I can to do it. can-do American spirit, right? Yeah, in the sense of, you know, <laughs> runaway capitalism, sure. Like, I don't care who falls under the cogs of my machine as long as I come out on top. I'm good with uh, it. I don't know. I think that's reading. I think that's reading a little far into it. I think it, it has It has to do with... <laughs> not, or is not, it? Not too far. It has to do it has to do with obsession but i don't it's too directed for that it's too directed for me to read the capitalist motive into what I was, syndrome's doing. I was also being sarcastic. Yeah, like no, I know, but I, the capitalist thing is the fact that that he's creating all this technology to compensate for the fact that he's not super, but that his ultimate goal is just to sell all this technology to everyone else who isn't super. Yeah, at the end. No, 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 so no, 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 no. Tra- that's that's not the whole goal. That's well, the that's, problem. That's the, goal. I mean, no, no, he may do it. It's like an afterthought to but, him. But he needs to be a hero first. Right. Yeah. He, yeah, has, he to has to grant from on high. It. And that's that's the thing, is his need for that ego is what makes him different from Mr. Incredible. Because Mr. Incredible, while he likes... He doesn't... Actually, no. I guess that's the establishing shot of the movie. Mr. Incredible doesn't even like taking the thanks for being a superhero. He just likes doing it. I mean, in the very beginning of the movie... He's in an interview. He's super awkward. He tries to leave in the middle of it. You know, he Good talks talk. about. He, yeah. You know, he he has like the conversation. I wish the world would just stay safe. Sometimes, you know, yeah, because yeah. because his he really does have this. 
he maybe not an ideal world, but he really is looking out for the good of the world. When he's in that insurance company, he's still willing to risk his job for, and he's almost to help, del- a, to help an old woman get an insurance payment. And yeah. he's deliberately trying not to take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Like that is so important to him, and that's almost that's where the secret identity almost plays into it as well. Where exactly. syndrome. One, I mean, Syndrome is on the exact opposite side of the sale. He could he could just sell all that stuff. He could he could accomplish his moral mission, but he needs the ego first. Is willing to do as much collateral damage as he needs to in the process. Um, oh, the other example of Mr. Incredible is they uh, they go out on bowling night and secretly save people. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't need credit for it. They no. don't even want it. They well, just want to do good. Well, no, and that's and that's the key point, right? That is why I find find this find this in this more appealing as well is that you know there is this multifaceted way in which there is a, a desire or a motivation to do this. I mean, Batman's motivation. I mean, why the fuck does he go out risking his neck out every single night? I mean, he's a someone killed guy. my parents. Yeah, I mean, to mommy, improve you know? shareholder value. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he's, but I mean, his motivations are slightly, you know, slightly suspect because as you're absolutely right. The secret identity, you know, obviously saves you from any kind of, you know, fiduciary responsibility for your actions, but it also robs you <laughs> of the of the acclaim of your own deeds. And I mean, you you have to do this to be first satisfied in and of yourself, and that's why you would want to do something like this as well. Yeah. Well, and and the in Iron Man, the ultimate turncoat of that, maybe the moment of the movie for me. Aside from uh, Jeff Bridges hamming it up with that scientist yeah. <laughs> being angry about the arc reactor, is at the very end of the movie, which was a portent for the rest of the mm-hmm. Marvel series, I am Iron Man. Yes. He just says it right out loud. He thinks about it for a second. It's like, no, it'd be cool if everybody fucking knew this. I'm that guy. Yeah. He Another parallel. It. But he's all ego. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so but that's the epitome of it, is he's not even willing to hold that back for his own safety. Yeah. He wants to own it so completely. But the Which causes all sorts of problems. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's... Well, yeah, I, he pays for I've been it. Trying, but, I've, <laughs> I've been trying to sum it up in my mind, because it's like the message of The Incredibles is ultimately, it's not, it's not about your powers or your... Um, your circumstance it's about what you do it's mm-hmm. about your behavior it's why you want like they it. take they take the normal guy and he's the villain <laughs> no, no yes. I'm serious. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. do. No, that's the dangerous undertone. That's I'm what, talking I'm saying, about. what does this movie say about us? The like, normal <laughs> guy is the guy who it, it doesn't matter that he's a man of normal circumstance. He's a man of exceptional obsessiveness and inability. Like he holds a grudge. Like yeah. like nobody's business. Like no one's business. He he's he's honestly just not particularly intelligent. Well, I mean, but he grand plan for like 15 years. I don't know. Well, that, that I would take exception with him not being a superhero in the same way that Tony Stark is a superhero yes, for no. being an inventor. He's absolutely, he can make whatever he wants. Well, the only thing he made that was really useful he doesn't even use when he should is that zero point energy An, an invincible thing. droid? It's not invincible though. They kill it every time. It's damn near invincible. <laughs> that just, droid was awesome though. Yeah. <laughs> It was well cool looking. I, I yeah. love the movement on it. You see Iron Man a little bit in that in the droid in, yeah. the, in the design of those robots. Um, yeah. But didn't Iron Man came afterwards? Well, nope. Did it? The no. first Iron Man? No, I'm sorry, not Iron Man. Iron Giant. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Another Brad Bird class. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yes. That is a Brad Bird, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, first yeah. Which begs the question: Is Iron Giant a superhero? No, it raises that question. But Whatever. anyway. Yeah. Oh no! He does put the soup. It's Superman. Oh man. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. That movie that I think we could probably talk about. Well, I I almost picked Iron Giant instead of this, but great movie. Marvel ruined that. We have so it on we're VHS. Here we are talking about the Incredibles. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, is there any other movies we wanted to kind of bring in or deal with to as well? Shit like, on. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, garbage. Well, but ones we liked also. I mean, because I mean, I think maybe it's always be be better to go from a position of positivity and then we can like sh- shout on something. And Nicole's got a note. I've got a positive. <laughs> Nicole's note. ready to okay, shit. Okay. Oh, no. So okay. my final thoughts after watching this Incredibles movie twice in the last two weeks was that all this proves is that superhero stories are better animated. Incredibles was awesome. That Batman the Animated Series you mentioned, fucking phenomenal. The X-Men cartoon from the 90s was great. The Spider-Man... Like, I can watch the cartoon... For some reason, when they transfer them into live action, I think you just lose a lot. And part of it is, like, basically the physics of a universe that has superheroes. Yeah. Is way funner in a cartoon. Fuck, the Powerpuff Girls was a better superhero. (laughs) And the Powerpuff Girls were born. So I I think in general, like the superhero format works really good in animated. Like it also for, helps keeps it less serious. Like no matter how hard you try, but that's what makes it better too. Oh because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it's not a serious topic. So no matter how hard you try to make well, a cartoon pretty, it's still going to be a cartoon. Ben the, and I are thinking the, of the Hellboy. Are we thinking of Hellboy? Oh, I was thinking of the Batman animated series. Oh, that's what um, she said. It's pretty. No, I'm saying that I've, gets pretty dark. I haven't seen does, the Batman animated but, series, but, but it's, it's still, still a cartoon. Good. Like yeah. I was thinking about just movies that don't take themselves too seriously. Yes. I've always loved the Hellboy movies for yeah. that that's reason. That's the real snarky Ron Perlman one, right? Yes, yes. the red yes. alien looking okay, dude. I saw the very first one in the theater, which would have been 2004. It was a it long was the time same ago. Year yeah, that the and the, sec- came the second out. one was also really that, good. That seems like the wrong way to see them. Like I almost I I think I prefer Hellboy on a television. Well, Ben, I you, never revisited it. Yeah, okay. Ben, what is it about Hellboy that you kind of want to include this I mean, in this so discussion? The, the problem I have is that I haven't seen them in a long time, but okay. I just have an overwhelmingly good impression of the the the. I think the the biggest difference is that the guys in both of the there's Hellboy himself, who's like a Satan monster who happens to be a decent guy just ha- you know summoned <laughs> it's a demon, summoned right? by yeah. the Nazis or something at the end of World War II I think <laughs> he's like a demon baby that the Nazis conjured up but he turned out to be an okay good yeah. dude but he's like constantly rebelling against what he is right like he shaves down his horns cuz he doesn't want to be he it's like his his it, there's some parallels with Spider-Man mm-hmm. in that it's a burden that he has to deal with right. more than something he's chosen. Yeah. Um, and the 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 other thing I like about the Hellboy movies though is just that they they do not take themselves seriously. Okay. okay. Um, is it like a personality thing that you like then about Hellboy? Because like I like the character Wolverine, and I think I have sat through Wolverine one, but I like the Wolverine like snarky personality, and it helps kind of ease over the. Superhero. Yeah, so I was no, just I mean, wondering it, if that's it, Hellboy's, Hellboy's like a his character. His character is done really well, but there's like there's a scene in the second one where he and his aquatic friend, whose name I can't remember right now, <laughs> Aquaman, like get drunk and are like singing on the steps of a pub or something. It, and it didn't even it doesn't even feel like a superhero movie at that point. <laughs> right. It's just like the trials and tribulations of Hellboy and Merman or whatever the hell his name is. Mermaid Man and Barnacle yeah. Boy. I, I mean, I don't know. They just they kind of to me they stand out. From the rest of the movies we're discussing, and we actually, Nicole mentioned um, Wolverine. Wolverine, and I'm realizing we haven't talked talked about X Men at all. Mm. Um, all right. Well, I I'll... liked the cartoon, and I liked the first <laughs> two Brian Singer movies, but those were pre. No, Wolverine's character has always been really like he's very, um, uh, he's kind of dismissive. 
And Hugh Jackman's done a good job. And Hugh Jackman's too. just like I haven't seen the Wolverine movie. I well, heard but, it was not that, good. Uh, clearly, someone is enamored with him because he's the only thing in the X Men as far as the producers are concerned. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and Patrick Magneto. Stewart. Magneto. <laughs> well, I, the thing about X Men too is you know Wolverine I think does form the linchpin of this idea in the sense that he's not usually looking for problems to solve problems right. to find yeah. him. Yeah, he was he was picked to give be given a. Yeah, exactly. He happened to have the self-healing power, and they're like, yeah. hey, you're the only guy that su- could survive this, this surgery. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just do keep healing you. yourself. Um, Almost like a monomythical reluctant hero. Yeah. yeah. But, it, mm. but, but the also, Luke Skywalker of superheroes. Yeah. But you, but you less do... Less whiny. But you do... Yeah. <laughs> a lot sort less whiny. Of. He's but older. But you do find that, you know, the, the like the burden of having this is I think where where Hellboy and 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 Wolverine also kind of have to deal with Spider Man too especially you know Spider Man deals with this you know with an adolescent side to it as right, well yeah and, you know the the Sam Raimi who does the first two um, Spider Man movies I think builds on some of these themes. Uh, to a large degree where, you know, they, these things can be a curse mm-hmm. to where you have these powers and you are somehow now morally more responsible for the world. And, you know, Hellboy, you know, Hellboy does it and yet, you know, once again has this, he, he's kind of bureaucratized too if memory serves as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, the like, government's like keeping him Yeah, exactly. Up, and he's like, he can't like walk around and just like, no. you know, like, but he loves cats, you know. He like can't all live things. a normal life. Yeah. yeah. And Wolverine, you know, tries to run away from this aspect of himself as well. And yet, for the X-Men universe, and once again, I've yet to see the new reboot-y kind eh, of things, but like, the thing it. is, is that where X-Men and Watchmen, why, why I tend to like them also, is that they have to deal with the idea that their powers exist in the actual world. And, you know, the X-Men dichotomy is based on, you know, you have Professor Xavier and Magneto, where them being special is a liability to themselves. And this is the problem that they face, which is that I think that the X-Men series does do a good job of saying that, you know, from us normal people's perspective, someone having this kind of power and being able to wield it over us is fucked up. And to be honest, I wouldn't want it. Like, I wouldn't want it in my society. And the X-Men, I think, deal both ways with this very well. Mm -hmm. Xavier, you know, we need to learn about ourselves, be responsible, you know, kind of handle these things in our own way, but still try to fit in. And Magneto's like, fuck, fuck it. That. <laughs> fuck that. We need to carve our own world out of this because they will, not, yeah, yeah. They, will, they will not accept us. I think mean, we are better, but we need to use our powers to carve out the world for ourselves. And if we can't do it through laws, then we'll do it through respect or fear. It's funny. Those are two, uh, those end up being two very, very colorful versions of the sides that people in The Incredibles take. Yes. The Incredibles takes, I mean, it's it's arguably a more nuanced approach because... Oh, where, it's more nuanced. Because one, one, yeah. is, one is peace and one is war, essentially, or love versus war, and right. the X-Men becomes um, obscurity versus equality. Yes. Um, which is, it's a more subtle dynamic, but it's absolutely the same idea. Right. Um, of, having, of having the people who want to actually be part of the world or separate from it, and just the degree to which that's acceptable. In The Incredibles, they have already denied Magneto that goal. Yes, exactly. That has been assumed to be a non-starter. Yeah. Um, And that's, you know, uh, to some extent that makes sense, given that there don't really seem to be all that many superheroes in The Incredibles, whereas the X-Men, they're a shitload of mutants. And none of them decided to to say, you know, fuck this, I'm not going to go down quietly. At least not that we were told about. In uh, The Incredibles? Yeah. That would make no, a great super a, there are a handful of There right. are a handful of villains, but there aren't that many. Well, there's Bon Voyage. Too, there's a couple. I, well, I'll no, also but, but kind that's, of... That's, that's, that's pre... 
superheroes. I'm saying none of the superheroes oh, oh, who you went mean, into hiding oh, right, okay. were like, Fuck no, it. I'm, doing I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going well, to. I'm that, not going to conform. Incredibles um, 2. <laughs> well, and that, that falls within the lore of the. Uh, that falls within the. Uh, rather, the, the lack the, of the lore. The absence of lore, yeah. You know, the, the simplicity of the sheer elegance of the incredible <laughs> story where it is very clean that way right um and granted you know if the incredibles 2 expounded on that which it almost certainly will not unfortunately uh, that would be interesting <laughs> yeah well it's also but, like the idea that but it's uh, also trod on the x-men already did that yeah the I, x-men has basically shown what the rebel yell of superheroism looks like right yeah yeah absolutely and um for me it's more like the villains that I've seen in the Incredibles, well, the one movie that we see, they all seem to be normal people that just are like, fuck you guys, I want to be super. Like, Bon Voyage, as far as I can tell, has no power, just bombs. Um, <laughs> and then Syndrome, technology, bombs. French, lots of bombs. Yeah. And I think those are the only two ones they openly show, right? Yeah. And Mole Man, I guess. But mm -hmm. Well, um, and that's, that's presumably that's why the beck and call to for superheroes to go away came up in the first place, is that there are no demons to slay. Like, yeah. the demons are created by their existence yeah, and yeah. I, was, I was i was surprised when i saw it the most recent time before this um that there was no villain that was like a superhero that just said fuck it i'm powerful you are going to do what i say and then <laughs> yeah. he's the villain but that's what's funny like in the incredibles all the superheroes are so compelled to do good they're so egoless that yeah. like none of them could possibly do that they're like no we'll make our best to try and assimilate and we'll just keep this on it's, the down low because we have this obsessive urge to help people that we can't get rid of. Yeah. But that there's other ways that you could do that. I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, you're, you, you have this ability to act and do well in your society, but then you know, no, oh, well, it's not my responsibility unless I have superpowers or some sort of overarching yeah. ability to help out people. And that's bullshit. I mean, well, that really is bullshit. I mean, apparently in that universe, there's like a magical hand that gives superpowers to people that are already good people. Right. Like when they're babies or something. I don't know how it works. Well, but maybe. But that's, uh, that's again, we this is without we the backstory. Yeah. It's possible there were a lot of villains yeah. that are all Who now knows? There could be a whole bunch of super villains uh, that I mean, are actually there super. There could be plenty. Of, the superheroes may have just won the fight. Well, but what? Maybe uh, the fort, that was World War II. Hitler was a superhero, and he was like, fuck you guys, I'm going to take over, and then they fought him a bunch. Well, what, but what is it that makes someone a supervillain? I mean, is it is it is it completely the idea that you will bend someone to your will, or the world, or, or the resources to your will? I mean, what are some of the best supervillains that you've noticed? Because we've looked at Syndrome, which I think we've done some good ideas about look, identifying problems of ego, but, I mean, what is it that kind of cultivates the, the villain, if you will, of my, my, of my ability? Well, let, let's just list some right off the yeah, bat okay. for a constellation. Lex Luthor. Lex, Lex Luthor, Joker. okay. Joker. Joker. Lex Luthor. Um, Bane. 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 I was molded <laughs> in it. Uh, we don't want to keep harping on Batman, so let's go with whoever the... F who is Jeff Bridges in Iron Man? Oh, he's corporation. Just, he, yeah. Corporation. He's, he's the yeah. money yeah. side of the his corporation. Yeah. Greed. Uh, yeah. The Steve Jobs of the superhero yeah. world. And then we got a disgruntled Sweet. Russian in the next one. Um, Russian Whiplash. scientist. Whiplash, yeah. Oh, and York. then... Uh, and then like a Either robot Thanos AI. or any number of yeah, celestial yeah, bodies that just cannon. hate it's things. All these, it's all these, like... Supernatural, yeah. extraterrestrial. Okay. Who just can we, Have you guys seen Avengers two? No. Okay, because there's a great that. news. It's like I, the I, end. It's like they've got this crazy dude. He's like super powerful, of, and he's new. When we made him, what's going on? Okay, I think movie's it's a over. question <laughs> of, of 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 it's it's some combination of motivation and scale. Okay. So like Lex Luthor in the Christopher Reeve Superman, if if my memory is correct, commandeers a nuclear missile to start an earthquake to separate 
the yeah. part of California west of the San Andreas yeah, that Fault part's not worth and any money sink anyways. it into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. um, it is that sounds like a Superman plot if I've ever heard I cannot one. remember why. Because um, it so, sounds it sounds accurate though. To no, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. what it is. Because I remember the missile either, going down the either fault he, line. Either he wanted it really badly, trying to get it or out, or he just didn't like to. those people. Either. One and, of the two. Yeah. So like, and and then the Joker yeah. in Batman. I really is want it. <laughs> chaos. Like yeah. He represents fear and chaos. chaos. Like, like that's nihilism. Actually, that's what's fun about all of Batman's villains is because they're all the Arkham Asylum guys. So they're all just crazy chaotic yeah. nutcases, and which is why they're so colorful. And you don't even need motivation. Yeah. They're just maniacal nutcases. And that yeah. prison is terrible. They never yeah. managed to keep any. They, they are in legitimately there. colorful. Like Batman is black, and all the villains are <laughs> highly colorful in yes. garb. But they, but they do kind of represent. Because the the best thing about that, one of the best things about that Dark Knight movie is that you well, get for Bane. Yeah. You get, uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, Dark Knight, yeah, with Joker, is that you get. I don't know. You, Bane's pretty. I mean, for as much as a guy who just dresses like a wrestler can, he stands out. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. John Cena. Yeah. 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 yeah you got to really pay attention to what he's. <laughs> it's, got, it's a cool trick to make him borderline unintelligible. So you got to like, yeah. really focus when he's on screen, so you can fucking listen to what he's trying to say. But like. But the Joker, I think, and the best part of Dark Knight is that he gives, you know, multiple origin stories. Like, they don't fucking matter. You know, he gives one about his dad and oh, yeah. about this woman. And like, Why? Hey, yeah, so fucking, you know where like, I got these scars? Yeah, exactly. So he has, like, three or, like three stories that he tells about those those kinds of uh, uh, those issues. And, you know, that he... I mean, okay, I, let's just say that from movie-wise, I mean, the... Heath Ledger performance is fucking great. Yep, yep. Like it's really well done. The idea that that is that that he gives himself the, the hypothetically he gives himself the scars and that he wears this makeup and that he does have this you know what makes him a supervillain is that he will just go farther than anyone else to prove whatever the yeah. point he's trying to prove that day is. And that you know he as trying to kind of wrestle with what and what his place is in this world is ultimately what's very interesting because he does represent that like that as you said this like darker element of what human nature can be which is that if he is complete it if he is just complete doing whatever he fucking wants to do without any sort of consequences or like the material world doesn't mean anything to him the the idea that that whether or not this is good or bad it, like he doesn't really even care about this you'd almost get the sense that the joker on the on a on a on a day would save someone from a burning car like just to fuck with you, you know, yeah. like it would, yeah. like you know, oh, like, absolutely. that would be entirely yeah. in you know, character. Yeah, I know. Like it's, but that he has this, this, Look, this. I'm a good guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, you know, you love me. Like he'd want someone to love him. Like on any sort of given occasion. I thought there was some charitable act he There's committed in does. The Dark Knight. I want to say there is. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. It's been six, five years since I've seen that yeah, movie. But second like, favorite Heath Ledger movie. Yeah, if right I think of it, Night's Tale. Tale. Edited in. So, oh, yeah. Night's Tale is the best. Heath so good yeah. movie. So, you, but you get the sense that you know what what makes these kinds Guitar, of super, trombones. Yeah, is <laughs> what makes these what, what makes super vil, superhero movies good is is a good villain. I think uh, like uh, can I. Am I, is anyone with me on this one? Well, or? it doesn't matter how good your superhero is if you don't have a good counterpart to him. Right, you have right. to have both. And, Both know, the, sides of the coin, but like you said, the X Men, the supervillains are other mutants. Yeah, just, uh, other it can people. take many forms. What right. your supervillain is, or villain, whatever, but it matters that it is also quality. Otherwise, your movie's going to suffer. Well, you need you need an outsized counterweight to the outsized protagonist. I mean, movies can generally get away with not having that because when you're dealing at a human level, you only need human obstacles. Yeah, okay. Or everyone slightly super. super super Yeah, you need insanely powerful. You need like a guy who's like trying to blow up the moon. Infinity shard. I don't want tides anymore. Fuck those things. Blow up the moon. Yeah, you need you need levels of insanity to it, and that's the thing is you end up you end up at this point where you 
where the villain has to somehow be powerful but stupid enough not to get what they want. You got me monologuing. So you end up you end up yeah, the monologuing <laughs> thing. I mean that that just that falls within the um the neurosis of being the bad guy. And that ends up being their downfall, you know, either hubris or thinking too hard or something like that ends up being uh, their demise because if you are really that powerful in in the real world there are normal human beings competent enough to do whatever they want just by being smart enough right yeah. there yeah. so the the idea it is almost implausible to assume that a supervillain could not get what they want unless they've got serious like just neurological issues. Well, like he he builds this multinational or multi-billion-dollar successful weapons company. We, I mean, it's probably a billion dollars, a lot of money, just so he could do this to so hold he, a grudge. Yeah, he, he could have done a lot of other things, and he apparently is pretty good at that side of the field because he manages to yeah. build an empire on it and build a volcano. We're, we're talking about syndrome, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, just make sure. But but it's also weird too. Where in so for example, like why the Watchmen? I think why Watchmen is so good is that the you know the bad guy wins in the Watchmen. Spoiler, but you know the bad guy wins in <laughs> Watchmen. Yeah, like and, or is he the bad guy? Well, oh yeah, no, he's he, dun dun dun. He is the villain that they all spend the time their time chasing. And the thing is, is that when you know the thing, the strangest thing about Watchmen is that the point is, is that he. The villain creates a fake villain, right? I mean, that's the kind of weird thing is that yeah. you know you have this odd sense that you know he succeeds, and the point is is that he is, is trying to create the fake villain so that everyone has to kind of unite around this one idea of what they're up against, and that he's it, trying to create order like, it, from cohesion, yeah. right? And it's normally like the same way we've learned after nine eleven, right? You do this by cre- you know live you know creating Large a cold war evil, enemy yeah. that needs to be there for everyone, right? And that is. Where you know supervillains, I think, kind of fill this this role where you have a good guy who doesn't exist without something to you know fight against. Well, that's against. the best way to get someone to everyone to unite is stop bickering about who has the most in their plate and tell them some guy's going to take all your stuff. You yeah, know, exactly. well, oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, it makes well, it makes defining good much more straightforward than it is in the real world. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely. that's the entire you, <laughs> Ryan. I don't know whether you accidentally brought up social justice or not, but the entire premise of social just the social justice war is that. Determining good and evil is really fucking hard. Yeah, when no, there aren't gray, clear man. enemies. Well, that's what but pe- not fifty. Well, no, but people are so pissed off about this like movement. Like, why are you, you know? Like, if you, I get because I get students who tell me this in my classroom. Like, if you don't love America, fucking leave. And I'm like, yeah, that's what that's what the most beautiful thing about Martin Luther King Jr. was, right? Like, I have a dream. That we're to get going a bus to ticket to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? like, oh, that's so motivating. I just want to you know? go like, away. Yeah, I just want to leave to Europe where they actually respect black people. Like, but like, no. Like, the fucking point is, is. By you... the way, talk about throwing shade on fucking yeah. recent. Like, uh, have what? you read Coates? Oh, Tony. He, he no, lives no. in France now. Oh yeah, no. He cause... fulfilled that secondary dream. I did it. Well, yeah. yeah, because you know he's got. I mean, you know, Malcolm X was popular for a reason. You know, like it, like <laughs> they don't fucking want us here. You know, like <laughs> let's go somewhere else. Yeah, but anyway, okay. Regardless, like there is a sense too that you know, as you part of the problem of of looking at a world that is relatively good. Right? Just, you know, from our, you know, the gifted table here, you know, like the, the yeah. white people table here, like sure. what? life's all right. Yeah, exactly. The table, well, yeah. But we but we, you know, when we look at what the world is and we try to see well what what can be better, right? Like once again, a lot of element of superhero movies is just, you know, fucking fixing leaks, right? The, like you live superheroes you know, get the easy problems. Yeah, ultimately. exactly, right? Yeah. Like oh, there's they, a problem, like yeah, that's you. There's that a concrete thing is here, problem. we're going to get rid I can, of that. Thing. I can yeah. see um, the problem, it's you. I'm going to stop you. Like yeah. it's really obvious right. what the problem is. There's so many that problems pipe is that leaking. we don't even like I'll fix it. Like I just found out about a new like women's issue 
That's a big problem in third world countries that I had never heard of. Yes. <laughs> and I'd heard of several, and I was like... Which, which new one is this? I guess I should... I, we don't want to talk. It's gross. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I don't it's, I mean, it wouldn't happen to be female circumcision, would it? Oh, no. It's worse. I didn't oh, know that was okay. a thing? Happy um, not knowing? Yeah. Female circumcision is the one that people in the know have heard about. This yeah. is the one that no one talks about. Foot binding. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, it's, it's a complication of childbirth that results in a perpetual lack of continence. Um, okay, I have heard of this. Yeah, That's fun. Uh, and it's probably... and it, it turns you into par- a pariah. Um, and it's typically a complication either from p- poor nutrition or pregnancy too early. Or but but what happens is a woman gets forced through some combination of bad circumstance. <laughs> Ends up becoming a social pariah for no reason that she had any control over. Open the pipes, um, yeah. let them flow, and then it's something that just doesn't happen in the developed world. Light the bat signal. Yeah, yeah. light the bat yeah. signal. Light the incoming. Moving signal. on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Batman is is gonna fix those problems. <laughs> no. Yeah. And and honestly, like the those are the problems no one wants to talk about, which is why they're not in superhero movies. Yeah, but, we're just gonna um, let someone else. That's the government's job. They'll handle that. I'm just gonna go kill this one guy. Who wants to kill everyone. Superhero movies, like superheroes, always happen to be walking by where stuff is happening. Yeah, well, super know. is a super. I walked around and never tracks other mugging. super like, stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I've never even seen a mug. Yeah. yeah, I've never been mugged myself. What the hell? <laughs> Someone knock him. <laughs> yeah, really. Here we are. Plenty of wood around here. Okay, so is there like any particular moment of superhero? Because like to me, two of you just knocked on wood. Oh yeah, man. No, well, more is better I did as well. Yeah, yeah more is better. Three of you knocked. Nicole, cut, knock on that shit with your foot. Okay. Superstition, superstition never hurt anybody. Yeah, it's true. So Knocking on wood never did me wrong. So yeah. is there to like quote Niels Bohr? I guess it works whether you believe in it or not. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there like a is there like a is there like a superhero moment or like something in a like that you guys would recall as like you know your best moment in a superhero movie? Or is there like a an, or an archetypal? In my life? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, something that has like I mean, because you've seen a lot of them. I mean, what what brings you back? Is there like a a, a moment or a a part of a superhero movie that you're trying to like? No, not really. Mo- no. For me, mostly it's I like high production value movies. Okay, I like so special is there like effects. A, so, is there a particular and they've the, got those out the butt. Okay, but is there a particular like effect or a part of a movie that you liked about it in, in particular, or is there like eh. any character? No, nah. I mean Iron Man like fixes shit. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. I, guess. I do that to some. Okay, extent. there we go. Fixing I, shit. I, like I want a, I want okay. a, I want a robot guy that hangs out with me that tells me what's wrong with my truck while I'm fixing it. Like, oh, the compression in cylinder four is low. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, we have those. Well, we do. <laughs> they don't talk but, to you, but <laughs> not yet. Well, they talk to you through texts and charts. Yeah, and they're also expensive, probably. Not okay, bad. it depends. More money than I have. It's eighty-five dollars every time a mechanic hooks the computer up to my fucking car. So, Ryan, can you refer- can you rephrase um, the question? I'm not. Is there is there a particular like. Okay, if we watch or have an ideal for superhero movies, is there like a particular part of like that is kind of like archetype, the the archetype of why we go back to these things? Why well, we dig them? Yeah, it's why the we I, them? I think it's yeah, like why they're oversaturated. It's the idea that yeah. people you could theoretically in this magic universe be better than yourself. Like you could have superpowers and be awesome. Okay, like that. It brings it, the idea to life that you could be Thor theoretically. Is okay. it just a? Wouldn't it be nice if? Yeah. Is it literally just fantasy? That's really what That's I thought. What I've I thought always it was looked at just, it. It really is. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of it takes it takes that you. Well, it's escapism. It takes yeah, you out of your boring life. Yeah, and puts it's, you it's as a like you're a like, miserable, pimply, you know, low self esteem dude. And wouldn't it be nice if you were big, strong, muscly, and could save things? Yes, yeah, and ladies. Oh, that America. doesn't that doesn't explain the. I mean, not merely critical, but popular appeal of Batman, though. 
Like, that doesn't feel like it goes far enough. Well, if I was going to pick a superhero to be, I'd be Batman and just stop being Batman and just be rich. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Batman's actually a little bit of an outlier because there's no supernatural power to him. I know, but that's, that's, I'm, trying, I'm trying to piece together how then what squares that then. Because something about Batman as movies is appealing. I mean, people like The Love Dark Batman. Knight a lot. Like Dark Knight is one of the most popular movies. Well, it's ever like made. the the grindy, angsty dude is like also pretty good at stuff, and he has a lot of money, and so people are like, "Oh, I could save him," and then they can't because he's Batman. So I'm Batman. I, I'm, I'm Batman. 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 Do I look like Ben a Affleck is Batman? Oh my god, boy! So I, I mean, the part of superhero movies that I like has very little to do with superheroics. It just has to do special effects. It it has to do with juxtaposing the mundane against the extraordinary okay. against the extraordinary but only in one direction only in the mundane affecting the superheroics my Not favorite the, parts yeah. of the incredibles are the superheroes being sued I love that. That concept is hilarious. All right, so I'll tell you what, when my oh, sorry, David. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean that's that's more or less. I would have to think of other examples, but it's and it's not specifically. I actually I, I abhor it the other way around, um, where they have something crazy happen and they have the reaction shot from the black dude on the street. He's like, oh shit! What? I that hate happened? that. So I think that's the worst part. <laughs> my of day just got so much better. What? So I did tell you one of my favorite superhero moments is in the original Iron Man movie, the first Iron Man movie. He goes through all the shit at the first 45 minutes of the movie. Right. I think he realizes that to a certain extent, the way he's been living his life is part of the evil in the world that exists. Right. Yeah. And in the end of it, he goes through this harrowing experience. And in the end, he he's gets done. He gets in the cab. He gets in the, in the limousine. And he's like, sir, what's up? And he's like, I just want a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> like, I fucking really... Really like, I mean, it it boiled it down to all of the essence that he had gone through, and in in the end, he just he wants something familiar. He wants something that is uh, that is present, and it's fucking really indicative of our culture and our life. He's a, a, a fucking cheeseburger, man, and like of anyone. He, I mean, because Tony Stark could have anything he wanted, right? I want yeah. gold flaked ice cream with fucking <laughs> ostrich, uh, you know, inside a inside a pair, you know, our ostrich. Egg. No, just a fucking cheeseburger. Like that's mm. what he wants, and I thought that that was. That's one of my favorite superhero moments in a movie, it, and that's that's the superhero cowing to the mundane again. Thank you. Yes, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly have, what I to like. Me, you have to bring it back. The more they divorce themselves from it, the more I just glaze over, and it just becomes. Like, I want to see the movie Batman does his taxes. Batman, yeah, exactly. Well, Batman dodges do the his, IRS. He, he doesn't I do bet, his own taxes. Well, he's only, I bet that movie is scary. His conversation <laughs> with his accountant, like, yeah. all right, man, you've got some serious problems. Or no, you through. just put out the movie The Accountant. Yeah, yeah it was just the guy that goes to superheroes and helps him out. Like, so you've been spending all this money on all this stuff yeah. and none of it's declared so yeah, we have to but, go through all this line by line but then the accountant goes insane and becomes a superhero because you or know it just villain. or super villain because mm. yeah like doing his yeah. taxes just well, brings him tax to man the peter, the deductor peter <laughs> peter Molyneux is a fantastic twitter handle for a guy named peter Molyneux who mm. is famous for making games like populous and black and white and fable he's oh, yeah. he, he makes a lot of quirky games that turn ideas on their head and Molyneux is just this guy who bullshits random, like profound sounding game pitches. Right. And one of his one of my favorites that he's done is um in the epilogue of the Call of Duty games, you should have to go to all the hospitals that yes. have all the people <laughs> yes. that you have mortally but not actually killed. Yes. <laughs> like it's it's that Hospital idea of just bringing two. it back. 
Well, no, there, there, it, I'm really sorry, man. There is a, I mean, there is a real world where these things take place in, and I just, I just don't like it when they don't acknowledge that. That's all. It's just yeah. it's the most, it's the most soul, it's the most soul removing thing that happens in superhero well, movies. Well, that's the other thing too is when you bring that into it, people don't like it as much because they don't want to deal with actual problems that they'd have to deal with in their life. They want to see well, things that are extraordinary. That's right. that's Which is, knowing that's what you want out of the movie. Yeah. And well, that, what does that tell us about a culture that we're like from 1999? We have one superhero movie and an awesome one. Yeah, but now we'll have what fucking six. This upcoming year, at least from Marvel, well, Marvel's got their shit planned month. out like ten years in advance. Like, so what, but what does that? Tell that's to too far. They don't need to plan that far in advance. <laughs> this yeah. is gonna die. Like, well, Ant Man, I think is a great example. Movie I watched Ant Man. Sucked. I hated. I it. watched Ant Man. Would not watch again. Zero because stars. I Zero assumed stars. it was gonna suck. I watched Ant Man because it looked like the worst premise they've had in a long time, and I wanted to know if that was enough to make them take it so not seriously that it would flip back around the other way. And they still fucked it up. Yep. They did the impossible. There are three separate, not necessarily love interests, but like human drama angles in that movie, right. which are so just belligerently stereotypical that the movie is still awful. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even laugh at it. Oh, I saw, yeah, I remember the green, I saw the green goblin. That one was really bad. Green Hornet too with Seth Rogen oh, yeah. branching out into can we talk, super can we end on this territory? and just rag on the yeah, man, shit yeah, let's, super let's get, movies? Let's get to Hang on, do we do we have anything good to say about The Incredibles before we degrade? Yeah, into okay, this? yeah, let's do a round table. Joe, uh, so want to start us off with a good thing about The Incredibles? One star would watch again. Excellent. <laughs> I have and I will again. <laughs> All right, I I like The Incredibles too. I found it uh, very very uh, engaging and it's a uh, it's a Pixar movie, man. I mean, what, what fucking else do you need to say? Yeah, it has more gravity than most Pixar movies because of Up. Well, Up has gravity, Saddest but it's just up, sadness. Up's good for ten minutes. Yeah, I, the, everybody well, gives this movie a pass because the first ten minutes is are brilliant. Great. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. The rest of that movie is not good. It doesn't yeah. matter. Half first, star, first ten also, minutes are also, way better. We're talking about real world consequence. Nothing and up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. Just we're going to go house off covered the balloons. jungle, and that's where the movie's going to take place and have a right. on the rest of the world. Well, if you're going to make a bunch of destruction, it's better to do it over like a giant jungle. We don't need any of those, so... Jesus Christ. Okay. Nicole? Burn. So if you're going to bother watching a superhero movie, just watch The Incredibles, I suppose. Yeah, and there's another one coming out eventually. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Excellent. I feel like it probably will, but just because... don't expect any other All the ones that have come out. Anything yeah. like it. Yeah. Um... I was a little afraid, and the again, like the premise of this podcast was to see if the appeal of this movie holds up. And I, The Incredibles, is not merely a satire on superheroics. It is actually a good superhero movie in and of itself, which yes. I was surprised to learn. On not, I mean, this wasn't a second viewing. I've seen the movie a bunch of times, and most of the people listening to this probably have as well. I, we couldn't make it through the movie the first time without someone quoting nearly every line. Mm -hmm. So there's apparently some affinity for it. But I'm glad that in this, in the way that Pixar tends to promise, it's a movie that both kids and adults can enjoy, and this one absolutely lives up to that promise. I've always liked Brad We've Bird's been... stuff. I like Ratatouille as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's if, if we were going to pick another Pixar film, that would be the one I would have picked. Interesting. Uh, if only for the bad guy in that movie. Who is very very good, but um, but no, it um, this movie is actually good, independent of superheroics themselves. It's nice to know where they're coming from with some of the jokes, the monologuing thing, the super suit nonsense. Like it, it's nice to have no a background capes. for that. But the movie, yeah. the movie works without it, which is 
very nice to see. I was kind of afraid it wasn't going to. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's the classic archetype of superheroes. Like, you got guys and mans, and they all wear their underpants on the outside. Like, <laughs> they got capes. And then you have the Syndrome guy, which is like the new version of garbage that's come out. And so they juxtapose very Honestly, well. the, the super, I feel like the... Well, uh, you guys probably all remember when The Incredibles came out, it was kind of the bad Pixar movie. For a while, oh yeah, it was, no, it was, I was well when it was, it was when you waited against Pixar other Pixar movies up yeah. to that point, uh, according to the critics. Yeah. But I think it was mostly just because they were used to Pixar putting out kind of vanilla, heartwarming, family friendly. Yeah, this, this movie was not heartwarming. It was the, it was the it was the first it was the first Pixar movie to carry a PG rating, if I recall correctly. Um, That's true. Yeah. yeah, it has to be. Yeah, and, um, and it's the first one that isn't about loss. I mean, there's nothing... It doesn't follow the archetypical... Thank God for that. Why do they torture kids with sad movies? Oh, gotta, gotta grow up sometime. Yeah, yeah. that's life, man. Yeah. Shit sucks. I made it through ten minutes up and never went back. Yeah. That's, that's, Shit sucks, that's, that's, that's then you die. Time is Toy Story 3, man. That shit, like, I was crying in that movie. Yeah, the, it, I mean, I was angry about the fact that it made me cry. Yeah, man, we're going, God damn we're going it, over. It was, such a, it was such a blatant nostalgia trip. I was yep. like, God. But... But but I still haven't seen Toy Story three. Eh. Oh man, it's no, it's not cheap. It, it it's felt too, it's good. It, it felt a little cheap to me. That's that's that was why I was upset. I was like, God damn it, you're you're just mm. no man. You're that was playing the, with my emotions. That's the, that's the, that's the, <laughs> in a very obvious way. Toy Story yeah. is the Tolstoy of, uh, of children's <laughs> movies. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's it's all in there, man. You can't, all right, you can't shitty off. superhero boy. movies. <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. 3. Finger guns. Finger guns. Jazz number. Yeah. That's where we stopped. We were watching it at home. <laughs> yep, I remember that. And, and right, I'm it done. broke into, like, Tobey Maguire, like, doing a song and dance routine. <laughs> and, that, and that was, that was <laughs> it. We were like, nope, we don't need to watch this. What is, what is going okay. on? No. Have you guys not seen it? <laughs> no. No. Uh, it was not part of the you, ten perhaps, I've seen in perhaps the Perhaps you should years. just watch the song and dance routine. I enjoyed it a lot more the second time because I knew it was coming. Your expectations um, have changed. <laughs> well, it was like you watched it as a joke the second time, so it's funny. Uh, and the first time you're like, oh, it's a Spider-Man movie. Oh, God, what is happening? That's, or, what, oh, I was hoping, uh, that's what I was hoping for Ant-Man. And Ant-Man did not deliver <laughs> no, on that. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. It's bad in an unfunny way unintentionally. Yeah. Like, because Watchmen is that way for me. Like, I didn't realize that you could make a movie, put that much money behind it, and then not find people who could act in it. Mm. <laughs> I was, like, really impressed. They spent like, way too much time did modeling the big blue penis. Avatar, the movie Avatar? Yeah. Way too much. Oh, you mean the, like... Way too much time what? The, modeling the big blue penis. Like, too many guys put too much CG on that penis. I mean, like, it's just a penis. They didn't have to do anything to make it. Yeah, they just, they just, just took... They just scan take a picture dick. of it and like hey man, blue. They use have that, they have three D scanning technology Use that now. use that time somewhere else. You don't it even need it. Like, like on the marketing like, budget. It was in like yeah, a three, there it is. three second shot. But do I, I do remember people specifically being like, yeah, I saw Watchmen. It had a giant blue dick in it. I was not okay with okay. that. Okay, selling point. I saw Watchmen because, like some people at this table have mentioned, it was an excellent comic book. Yes, did not read the comic book, so I went and saw it. Now, okay. <laughs> It's not a comic book, it's a graphic It doesn't do a good job of explaining still, still. it. Still, still, okay. So I walk into the theater and has that opening sequence with the Bob Dylan, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. This is like the yeah. best opening I've yeah. ever seen in a movie. I am good. excited. And then everything was just shattered yeah. from that point on. Yeah. I don't even know why I sat through the whole thing. It, it was really, like, cinematically, it was really nice. Well, and, the like, because my favorite moment is when he, like, 
is when Professor whatever the Blue Dick Dr. guy, Manhattan. yeah, Doctor Manhattan, <laughs> Blue when Dick, he, when he yeah, when Blue Dick fucking goes to Mars and then he goes into his backstory and it's got the Philip Glass coin and a Scotsy behind it. The, the, that was that was good. I'm like, all right, if you had that, you'd fucking like fuck it. I'm done. We and went like, to see it with my dad out. and it was like Sound of Silence came on and he's like, oh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I like this. And yeah, it sounds like it's got a killer soundtrack. It does. And oh, it, it has, has an a... amazing sound. And they pulled out some like Smashing Pumpkins B side. And it has a killer opening sequence. It's like one of the best opening sequences. Of like all movies, yeah. but it's like a lot of Zack Snyder's stuff where it's like just, just good enough to get you in the seat and then completely disappointing. All right, oh, this is garbage. The spirit. Uh, I, I, I heard, heard that, that was horrible. That that <laughs> I saw this? with other people. Don't see the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's. It's not good. No, it's not good. I, I, I don't. Remember, I don't even think it's a super. I remember movie. you. I remember when you saw it, and I remember a bunch of people talking about just all the different ways in which it was horrible. I mean, that was the kind of movie where I mean, I usually feel confident that everyone else is going to hate things, and I'm wrong. But this time, I was super confident, and apparently, I have a friend who was deliberately not selling people tickets to this movie while they worked at a movie theater. Was that Patrick? Yeah. What? Don't buy this. Was, it's I terrible. Mean, I was trying not to name him. But. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> Blame. I remember that as soon yeah. as I'm like, was that Patrick? Yeah, um, apparently he would just go, it's like, that's, that's, that's a bad movie. Anyway, Don't go so. see that. Yeah. You say yeah. it more, so you should bleep out more stuff. Uh, honestly, yeah. that makes Patrick, that's the, that's a little bit of There's the, another one. the desire for justice. and. <laughs> I can just edit out Patrick, an everyday superhero. Don't do it. Anything else that's horrible and the worst? Daredevil I mean, was the reason oh, I God. refused to give Ben Affleck credit for anything for so a long bad. time. Um, I'm just blind. He, What's he, your superpower? I'm blind. And I take a lot of Percodan. terrible. I can't feel shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, another bad... Is he house? How many... How, yeah. no, without without the, he wasn't that Without the problem-solving <laughs> abilities. Yeah. <laughs> as interesting as that sounds. Yeah. Just a guy with a cane. <laughs> There's a crippled guy that sucks. Like who actually helps people though. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, how many how many fucking times are they going to try to reboot Fantastic Four? The possible lamest, lamest yeah, superheroes it's, it's good, in the history of the fucking it's planet. Not, it's not a good series, and they're like, well, maybe if we do it again, it'll be better. And like, a, it's like a, the Hulk, a stretchy person, a rock actually, man. Oh, yeah. There's three Hulks, and none of them are sequels. Ang Lee one. I saw twice in the theater. I actually liked that one that was pre-Incredibles, but that one everyone fucking hated. Which, why did which, everyone hate that one, one so much? Who was the main actor? Who's Hulk? Hulk? Banna. Yeah, Banna. that was I really that good. Being okay. Yeah, was... Eric Banna's Hulk was. I like that one. I it's, did too. It's it's fucking meditative you know, and like the like the and also interestingly enough, it's the one that tries to I think bring the aesthetic of comic bookness into it. Right? It has yeah. the, like, sliding scenes. That, yeah, it, it was does. like actually like as a, as a filmic idea, it was actually innovative and interesting. As you're like, oh, like all right, you know, like. The movement and the like, the way things were edited in, like the page turningness of it, I thought was. I think they tried to get fun. him to be in the Avengers, but he said well, no. No, they done, and then, well, no, no, because no, they did the Edward Norton Hulk bef- after that. Uh, so Eric Bana already wasn't Hulk, and I think Edward Norton that that Hulk I never saw, but I didn't think it would be. I never wanted to see it either. I was like Edward Norton. He was in that movie Fight Club that people won't stop talking about. Fight Club? What's yeah. that? Yeah. You haven't seen Fight Club? What? Oh, fucking up. Don't talk about it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of people talking about Fight Club. Oh, man. Edward Norton in his seminal role in Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yeah. That was a good, yes. was a good I film. Would, I, would, I like that Edward Norton much better. <laughs> With a mustache? Yeah, I thought sure. he was pretty good in Birdman. 
Oh, <laughs> yes, he was. I it's haven't seen it. It's just kind of reflection of his own self. Speaking to a of certain shit ass superhero yes, movies, yes, yes, Birdman, Birdman is considered a an original superhero work, right. according to Despite Wikipedia. my and Nicole's protestations. Oh. That there's already a superhero right. named Birdman? Well, I'll what? agree with you that Birdman <laughs> is a terrible superhero Bird movie. Hawk guy. Man. Crow dude. <laughs> oh, speaking of the cross-section of the mundane and the supernatural... What Harvey Birdman? Yeah, yeah. What are we? Ta- are we talking that, about the movie? No, we're talking about no. We're, we're, ta- we're, talking, we're talking about, about that Attorney bad ass Law. cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. It went on for like what eight episodes or something. Yeah. Well, that was part of the whole Space Ghost thing. Yeah, yeah Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Space yeah. Ghost. Also, it had, you know the way it brings in other characters as well, like Secret Squirrel. Every time he opens his uh, his uh, trench coat to like reveal something, he's actually flashing people. <laughs> and he gets picked up for indecent exposure. Like, like each little concept that they build into the Hanna Barbera universe. It's yeah. like my childhood, you know, slipping down the va- the drain or so. It's really good stuff. Oh, yeah, it was uh, worth it. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna, on on that note, I'm going to take it back real far because you loved this as a child, even if you don't remember Who, the me? fucking tick. Was an awesome tick. superhero. Are we talking, are we talking, are we talking, talking the animated, the series. animated animated series? Okay, I they've tried it, to recap. I the saw magic the live failed. action one, and I thought it was hilarious. If, yeah, if really? the tick counts as a superhero movie, one. does the movie about the tire count as a supervillain movie? About what tire? The killer tire on Netflix. Just like this tire that no. runs over people. No, I missed that one. It's a sentient tire that just drives around and kills people. Oh, I get the concept. I just am dealing with the fact that you know, <laughs> that, that's that's a it actually got made. Yeah. <laughs> no. What were you, Oh, the tick. No, the, the live-action tick, when he learns about death, like, everybody dies? Like, yes, tick. Arthur dies? <laughs> yes, tick. Tick dies? <laughs> that was fucking Oh, really? shit, I get the oh die. Oh, my God. What's, what's the name of the character? Well, no, the little... Of, of the actor. Warburton. Patrick Warburton. Yeah, Patrick Warburton That's, is the tick. And, yeah. like, just listening to him say things alone is enough. No, they, carry that, that live action, but I, yeah, it's yeah, no, it's it's no really animated, good. but you yeah. have to, in your mind, you gotta separate the two out. You gotta, you gotta take a I had never seen that's, the that's animated fair. One. I haven't seen that much of the live action, it's, but. It's good shit, man. There was, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I remember laughing very hard. It's so, so ticky. <laughs> hey! Tickish. Sing. No one understands me and the little things you do. Serenading himself in a treehouse. Yeah, what is he? His little little wooden boy or something? Yes, yes, yes. He's a little wooden boy because oh Arthur kicked him out of the apartment. Arthur, who was also an accountant yeah. by day. And and oh, what what God. does this have? It has nothing but the mundane. Like that's just <laughs> the, the whole. whole thing. Thing. Oh yeah. With one, what's the one where they have the plumbing problem in the apartment and they're like consistently like oversolving the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing just happens to be a guy who thinks he's a superhero. Yes, yeah, but there's a but there's a there's a lot of them in there. Just like the the urchin, and he's afraid of rain. Yeah, <laughs> or there's the guy who just sweats. Yeah, <laughs> moist, moist. Yeah, yeah nobody zoid. nobody wants moist around. They're like, get out of here, moist. Go away. We're talking about Doctor Horrible's name. Yeah, freak, freak oh no, 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 no yeah, yeah, I'm confusing it with Doctor Horrible. That. That's sort of a superhero movie, yeah, but Dr. Horrible? short thing. Doctor Horrible sing long blog. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, solid. It's a little mini. If you guys haven't seen that, oh yeah. It's oh, okay. the Why don't you apply opera. for? Uh, my best I could do is henchman, man. My name's Moist. My best, I make people feel like they want to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that one too. Like the way that I mean, the psychology of the supervillain, right? Because yeah. Doctor Horrible is is the yeah. supervillain, and yet finds himself. Yeah. He kills the only thing he really wants. Yes. But like that one. Tagline. But but I mean, even as a musical, it's fucking pretty decent. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Too. I mean, it has that yeah. also. But then you know, once again, it it brings that idea of why I like you know what I like about superhero movies into it anyway. The hammer it's, is yeah. my penis. Oh god, damn it! 
that was building my freeze ray, which it was again, amazing. it's it doesn't make things cold. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a freeze <laughs> time. Stop. He's like answering Hello. emails. Yeah, like he's answering fan mail. Yeah. <laughs> was he? He got the liquid gold. Yeah, I should. I should. Permanent liquid. It's gold. not about taking money. It's about. It's not about getting money. It's about taking money away from the establishment. Because the world is messed up. It was transformed in gold form. Yes. But now it's kind of well. No, but liquidy. then. But oh god. I because, guess I should be more careful what I say on here. Apparently, Captain Hammer and the San Francisco police are among my viewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like but I think the misguided approach that you know that a supervillain would want to change the world in their own way but for their own purposes I just need own... to rule it yeah no it's just because I can really fix things you know like oh, that's good stuff yeah. the head is Try. rotten so we gotta chop it off you wanna chop off the head of the human race yeah. <laughs> not a perfect metaphor it's trying to become the benevolent dictator yeah. yes yeah. Uh, save your benevolent dictator. That's it. a that's a term I expected to come up at some point here. So I guess it's good well, that's that what it's going to heroes are man. that it's going to capo yeah. this uh, this little episode we got going on. No, they are outside the law. I mean, they are they are vigilantes. Yeah. Above they the are law. the law. Yeah, sir. Well, well, that's where we. I mean, we can do a political. Is Judge Dredd a superhero <laughs> movie? No, he's he's sanctioned. He's he's an official dude. Like yeah. he's his job is to go around like there's no time for courts. You are judged guilty. Bam, dead, and that's the whole. That's like his thing. Yeah, like RoboCop is like, similar. Yeah, yeah, similar idea. There, there are they can't because you could not have them. The power existing outside of Judge Jury political power. Yeah, Judge exactly. Jury executioner. But I wouldn't call it a superhero movie. I'd call it a comic book movie. Same with Punisher. Yeah, um, Punisher Warzone is a fantastic work of cinema though because like this one scene. Don't don't, don't spoil it. No, yeah, right? no, yeah, you gotta just let watch Punisher watch. Warzone. Yeah, all right, Punisher Warzone it. is directed by a woman, and it shows because it's 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 got the feel like someone who doesn't know why people think this is appealing made the yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get why yeah. people like this, yeah. so I'm just going to give them a lot of what I think this well, is. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And the flash, there are flashbacks and, and to, you know, like the backstory and the flashbacks, they don't just occur. They violently zoom into yeah. his eye. <laughs> oh, this movie! Look at is me! Cool. This movie is great. Okay, it's not actually good, but no, it's no, no. Great. I might check this out. It's I great was, in a terrible way. Because that's what I felt the problem with the new Star Wars was: is it was made by someone who liked Star Wars too much. Yeah. I was like, no, like that's what I, I think. Like, that is like, a discussion yeah. for another time. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars, Star one star, Wars. one star. Would watch again. Speaking of superhero movies. Oh, is it my turn to pick the next movie though? I think so. Yeah. Oh, sweet. are you are you picking Star Wars? I fucking sure as hell am not picking Star Wars. Yeah. No. I might pick. Uh, I was actually wanted to do a, like a Coen Brothers movie. Sure, but like that's I didn't a dangerous. To, I know I didn't want to step on your toes because you wanted to do True Grit at some point. Uh, I to that we can do that at any time. There are plenty of Coen Brothers movies, and okay. most of the ones I've seen are worth talking about. Okay, so cool. don't, I, I don't want to restrict your. Okay, I, don't I want to go do Man Who Wasn't There, and mm. uh, if you guys haven't My seen that one, one, I know if you guys haven't seen that, it's fucking worth a watch. So that's what I wanted to do. We'll check that. Tune in next week. Yeah. Tune in. Uh, maybe not back next to the week. studio. Every. Uh, we're trying to do it every other. So you got 14 days to watch The Man Who Wasn't There Sounds twice. Good. Yes. Um, going around the room, Joey, any final thoughts about The Incredibles or superhero movies in general? Good movie. You should watch it, I guess, if you want to watch it. Whatever. Nicole? <laughs> yeah, like I said before, I don't know why you'd really watch any other superhero movies except maybe Mystery Men. 
also sold me. Yeah, I I think it really exemplifies why I why the, the superhero movies that I found myself uh, attracted to uh, this really I think encapsulates it in a very fun and engaging way. And the Pixar the Pixar magic that they sprinkle the the, the pixie dust onto this also is very uh, is very a part of this movie also. And in that sense too, it has both the superhero element and the Pixar ness element. And that together, uh, Joey, one star. One star. One we'll star. watch again. All right. <laughs> ben. Um, if you don't like most of what's out there right now for superhero movies, you would still like The Incredibles. And it's really good. Oh, and we also didn't talk about Megamind at all. That movie that wasn't bad. We didn't We didn't need to. Similar. Joey, way. five words on Megamind. It's like a worse Incredibles, <laughs> but not terrible. You had it. You had <laughs> it. Damn it. <laughs> you only turned I it did have it. Four bucks. <laughs> Yeah, no, and for my part, I will continue to not watch. I will continue to not watch superhero movies because I don't like them. But every once in a while, someone meets the perfect cross section, the perfect tick cross section, of of just the stupid real world infecting magical people. And uh, when lightning strikes, I I will be looking out for it. But other than that, I don't expect to ever watch the Avengers. And on that note. This is David, Joey, Nicole, Ryan, and Ben signing off. Thank you for listening. Adios. Have a great day. So long. If you could use more nonsense in your life, like what you just heard, head on over to actualgarbage.net. There is plenty of it. Have a nice whatever day it is.